Welcome to Live Healthy, Be Healthy with Drs. Jim and Janine Fox of Doctors Nutrition. We continue our journey to better health through proper nutrition, supplementation, and knowledge. And now, here are Drs. Fox and Live Healthy, Be Healthy. Welcome, and thank you for joining us here on Live Healthy, Be Healthy. Hi, I'm Dr. Jim Fox. And I'm Dr. Janine Fox. And today, we've got this little subject that I think is going to hit home to a lot of people out there. Um, most people that are having issues with weight always are surprised to find that, that we one of the first things that we look at, Janine, is insulin. Yeah, because insulin is one of the big reasons why a lot of people are overweight. It's not the only reason, no. but it is one of the big reasons, especially in modern-day um, what people eat actually the the modern diet is what's really contributing to it and a lot of times people when i explain insulin to them they're surprised and i think that people a lot of times can do better with what they do if they understand what it's doing to them right you know we see people all the time the people come to us for for weight loss and you know if we do our and we have a a panel of blood work that we do specifically for that and I always explain to them that, you know, one of the big issues that we have to do is find out how they handle sugar. Right. And they don't understand that. They, they, they're not real sure. What do you mean handle sugar? Uh, but when you get into it, you know, we do a fasting glucose. Mm-hmm. We do the hemoglobin A1C, which, you know, a lot of people are familiar with that because that's one thing they're going to do to tell you if you are diabetic or pre-diabetic or whatever. Or how your diabetes is being controlled. Or how it's being controlled, right. Now, what people don't realize is we go ahead and do the insulin because we do, we've done the fasting sugar, we've done the A1C, and we want to look at the insulin to find out how insulin resistant you are. And one other value that plays a role in that is triglycerides. Triglycerides are a big part of it. And of course, that's part of your lipid panel or right, your cholesterol. Which is also on the weight loss panel. So right. on the weight loss panel, we have quite a bit that looks into <clears throat> this insulin um, the way you utilize sugar and what your insulin's doing. And insulin resistance right. is the big thing. That's the big issue Because we see some people that their fasting sugar is normal. Right. Their triglycerides are normal. Their A1C is normal. And their insulin is so sky high, it's not even funny. Now, they're going to be overweight. Well, you know, recently, and, and we'll just throw in a little, little story here about a, a recent patient uh, that I had came in. Lady had been to every weight loss phenomenon you know of i mean think about it you know whether it was weight watchers she tried that she tried jenny craig she tried all these things um and she had not lost any weight and you know we did the weight loss panel and her a1c was normal her fasting glucose was normal her triglycerides were just barely elevated but they weren't that bad i mean they were just barely elevated but her insulin which now if we look at our fasting insulin and we always do that test fasting it should not be over three. Three anything above three shows you're insulin resistant. Now, depending on how far, we normally say if we can get it below five or yeah, even if ten. Under five is probably okay. That's now, okay. You absolutely want to be under ten. Right now, this particular lady had a fasting insulin of eighty-eight. Yeah, that's 88. really high. That's extraordinarily high. We, we, we talked a lot about diet that day. Uh, she and I spent probably an hour talking about what to eat, how to eat, uh, what she could eat, what she couldn't eat, you know, various things. 90 days goes by, and we redo her, her uh, fast. We do actually do the A1C, the insulin, and so on. So we want to see her progress. In 90 days, her fasting insulin had went from 88 to 5.8 
tremendous oh, drop. She, you can do that. And, and it, for it, the first time, she had lost over 20 pounds yep. in those three months. Well, I have now, another lady also that is just another one that was real high insulin. Mm-hmm. And she was a lady in her 70s, mm-hmm. um, tired of being overweight. And she was not grossly overweight, but she was definitely overweight. Um, she needs to lose probably 80 pounds. I mean, mm-hmm. so she was overweight. Significant. Mm-hmm. And we did hers and her her insulin was in like, I think I want to say it was 39 point something. So it was close Still to 40. Still pretty high, yeah. Now she did what I told her very strictly, mm-hmm. changed her diet exactly like I told her, took the supplements that we suggested. Mm-hmm. And she has lost, she was in just this week, she was in yesterday, I believe. She has lost 35 pounds mm-hmm. in less than three months. That's good. And her insulin, we rechecked, it was down to seven. So, I mean, much better. So you can definitely, that's what we wanted to kind of get across today is we see this every day. And it's never looked at. And it needs to be looked at because you are not going to lose weight unless you get that insulin down. Yeah. You know, typically speaking, the lady that I talked about first with a high insulin of 88, she had been to the doctor. She had had things checked. Her fasting glucose is okay. Uh, They wouldn't even do a, a hemoglobin A1C. They said, well, your fasting sugar is okay. So she had no idea. Um, when we did this advanced testing and looked at it, yeah, the, the, her fasting glucose is fine. Her A1C was fine. So, yeah, no, she's not diabetic. The only reason she's not diabetic is because the insulin was so high. And now let's talk about insulin's jobs. Right. We want to talk about what is insulin. What okay, is everybody it, right. just thinks of insulin as they think of type 1 diabetics, actually, right. when they think of insulin, because a type 1 diabetic must take insulin. You have to have insulin in your body in order to handle sugar i mean there's there's no question um you will die with no insulin there's so you can't have none right insulin takes the sugar from the bloodstream or the glucose from the bloodstream and and actually gets it into the cell where it can be burned for fuel right so one of its that's one of its jobs is to do that and so everybody thinks of type 1 diabetes well type 2 diabetes is not that you don't have enough insulin no it's it's more insulin it's more that you get resistant to the insulin that usually you have such high insulin Mm -hmm. that the cells get resistant to letting the insulin carry sugar into the cells right which then is insulin resistance Type 2 diabetes is a severe insulin resistance. Right. These people we see with the high insulin, even if they're not diabetic, eventually would be. They will be. In most in most cases. So you think about that. So everybody, okay, kind of understand what it does with sugar. Now, insulin carries two things into the cells. It does carry the sugar into the cells, mm-hmm. and it also carries the triglycerides into the cells. Which is just another form of fuel. Right, which is the first thing that you see it stop carrying in. So normally, the triglycerides, yeah. it, normal, like you said, normally there are people that don't fit the book. There right. are people that don't fit the way. A lot of people just don't go with the norm, what the book says it should do. But in most cases, we'll see if we see a high triglyceride, they tend to have a high insulin as well. Now, uh, back to the triglycerides for just a second. The, the normal range for an adult is somewhere between uh, zero and 149. All the research indicates that if you're over 100, you probably have a problem. You're starting to show the signs of insulin resistance. So you can be at 148, and they'll tell you you're okay, but in actuality, you're starting to show insulin resistance right there. Right. And if you are having trouble losing weight and your triglycerides are over 100, that is pointing to one well, of the that's problems. pointing to the problem, right. Now, insulin has another job. Ooh, and this is the biggie. This is what really makes the weight gain. Mm-hmm. It makes you store fat. Yes. You know, what happens in the body is, you know, the insulin's there. And it tries to get all that sugar and stuff and, and triglycerides and, you know, into the cells where it can use, be used as fuel. If it can't do that, 
then it says, okay, I can't. Our body doesn't like to waste things once it's got it inside. So you got all this stuff running around your bloodstream. You got all this insulin there. Insulin just stores it as fat. We'll need it later. The problem is you keep eating the sugar and you keep getting it more in and, and right. you're insulin resistant. So it, it doesn't work that way. You just store fat, store fat and store fat. Right. So if even if your blood sugar is normal, your A1C is normal. If you have that high insulin, you're just going to keep storing fat. Everything right. you eat is going to be stored as fat. Right. And it's really hard to lose weight if your body is in that fat storage mode. Mm-hmm. So you want to get more in a fat burning mode as opposed to the fat storage mode. Right. Now, you know, just like back to the lady, you know, that I was talking about earlier, I had the high, the 88. You know, like I explained to her, you know, about what to eat. She said, well, what causes this? What causes it is constant exposure to simple carbohydrates, and especially starchy carbohydrates. The bread, the rice, the pasta, the potatoes, fruits. And sugar. And sugar of any kind, sodas, things like that, you know. Okay, cereals, etc. That's what what causes this particular problem. So if we cut those things out of our diet, if we say, okay, I can't do that. You know, because if I do that, I'm going to increase my insulin. I'm going to I'm going to get fat. All right. So she's okay. What do I do? Well, we we go back to the you know our meats for our proteins: fish, chicken, turkey, whatever, any kind of meat that you want. Seafood's really great, great source of proteins, easy to digest, and very good for us. And also vegetables, various vegetables. And when we're talking about the green vegetables, you know, things like green beans and lettuces and cabbage and all you know, broccoli and you know. The thing is, is you can do when, when it comes to fruit. There is a, another misconception of fruit mm-hmm. that if it is natural fruit, it's okay. Now, yeah. we see a lot of people that are insulin resistant that eat tons of fruit. Yeah. And it's too much of the sugar fruits. Now, you got to think about it. There are fruits out there that's okay to eat what you want of, but people don't think of them as fruit. A fruit is anything with a seed. Inside, right. Right. Mm-hmm. So your like avocado a, is a fruit. Say, like an avocado. That's a fruit. Your squash, zucchini, tomatoes. Tomatoes fruits. even, right. Those so are So people say, oh, you have to have fruit. Well, yeah, you have to have fruit. You know what? Eat those fruits. Don't eat the sweet fruits. Don't eat right. the ones that have high fructose, which actually fructose is fruit sugar. Right. People don't think about that. And so... That's the and, one that causes the biggest problem. Right. And some fruits don't have as much sugar as others. I mean, right. lemons and limes are not sweet. They're no. actually okay. So you got to look at the fruit that you can do that doesn't have the sugar. If it tastes real sweet, it's probably not the best ones for you. Right. Now, in the category of the sweet fruits, the ones that are the best are apples and berries. Mm-hmm. Now, depending on how insulin resistant you are is if you can do a little bit of that because some people can do small amounts. The problem is, as you look at most fruit, even your berries, a serving size is about a fourth of a cup. Which people, is nothing. Yeah, people sit down and eat two cups, yeah, you, you, and they think they're doing really good, and they're eating eight servings of sweet fruit. Well, it's like I had just had one yesterday, and I was going over this, and, and watermelon's one of the fruits that you yeah. can't eat. Oh, that's a real right? low serving size. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, when you look at a serving, what you know, if you, you go to the you know, dietitian's uh, categories and look up serving size of, say, watermelon, it's like a, a cup of watermelon or something. You ever, you ever eat a watermelon? And you know, only a cup, eat a, yeah. I mean, no. I mean, you eat like a slice of watermelon, or a fourth of a watermelon, or, a or something. Of watermelon, right? You know, so you're talking about a huge amount. And this lady said, "Well, I love watermelon." I said, "Well, I, you know, everybody does." But here's the problem: it's got you, you know the quantity that you eat, you know, is huge when you compare it to what you know they would be talking about like a serving and size. And it doesn't like matter you if you're eating a fruit that's a lower calorie. If you spike that insulin, you're going to start storing fat. That and, and So the, that's what a lot of people, yeah. it's not just calorie in, calorie out like they used to no. think. It does matter where your calories come from. It does matter what kind. Is really that insulin makes a huge 
difference in mm-hmm. weight loss. Now, we're just talking about insulin resistance today and weight gain, but I did have a guy last week, and I thought it was really kind of funny, but one reason he was in was because he had gained a lot of weight, and his family kept pushing him to do something and go check something because he was so tired. Well, he was severe diabetic. I mean, his A1C was about 13, which is extreme. Mm-hmm. Um, so his blood sugar was one in three and 400, you know. Mm-hmm. And you know, the first thing he says to me, well, I don't eat a lot of sugar. And I said, well, you're doing something. You know, let's talk about what you eat. Let's go through what you eat in a day. Yeah. This guy was eating 30 satsumas a day. Which is type of like 30 yeah. and 10 bananas a day. That's not a lot of bananas. I was like, you know what? That alone will cause diabetes. And people to think, oh, he said, but I thought I was doing so good. I said, well, obviously not. Look at this lab work. Right. I mean, obviously it ain't working for you. Right. So you have to look at that. And we see a lot of people that's trying to lose weight, that's eating huge amounts of fruit, thinking they're doing a good thing for themselves. And they're not. Yeah. Now, you can do the zucchini and the squash and the tomatoes and avocado. Those you can do a lot of. Those are the non-sweet fruits. The non-sweet. So you have to look still at glycemic value of something and how it spikes your insulin. Because your body, when you eat those things and you eat a lot of it, mm-hmm. it has to increase the insulin or you would be diabetic instantly. Instantly. So that's what makes your body make this insulin. It's got so, too much sugar. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, some people aren't quite diabetic yet because it hadn't been long enough. You do it long enough, and then you will be diabetic. Exactly. But it will make the weight gain. And then the more weight you gain, the more insulin resistant you get. They know that being overweight makes you more insulin resistant. Right. So it's a never-ending circle. And, you know, when we talk about insulin resistance, let's think about the antibiotics that are, I mean, the uh, the bacteria that are antibiotic resistant, like MRSA, you know, the methicillin-resistant staph aureus. All right. When you look at that, the reason it becomes resistant to methicillin is because it's been exposed to methicillin so much that it says, oh, I, I can work around that. Mm-hmm. Well, your body does the same thing. If you expose it to insulin constantly, you know, it, you become resistant. Your cells say, no, wait a minute. You know, they got too much of this stuff here. And it starts building up a block and actually changes some of the receptor sites. Right. So you become insulin resistant. And then even though this podcast, we're not really talking about this, but there is other bad things that insulin does to you. And one is, if you look at insulin under a microscope, it has little pricks all over it. It has little spikes. It almost looks like a, what we call in the South, rockachaws, although some people have never heard of rockachaws. Cuckaburs, <laughs> uh, um, Cuckaburs, rockachaws, something yeah. like that. That's what they look like under a microscope. And it goes through your vessels mm-hmm. and your arteries, and it starts pricking them. Well, your body lays down plaque in order to protect the area that it's pricked. So is huge it, yeah. amounts of insulin starts damaging the inside lining and the endothelial um, endothelial lining, lining of, the blood vessels, of right. vessels. Mm-hmm. So then you start getting more vascular disease, heart mm-hmm. disease, stuff like that. So it's not just, it's a never ending cycle. Right. And the number one thing to change it is what you put in your mouth. You know, and you mentioned earlier, you know, that we want to change it to more of a ketogenic or more of a fat burning. Fat burning. And, you know, that's the, the, the one thing that we have to try to get across to our people when they say, when we sit down and say, okay, we're going to cut out all these sugary things. Now, that's cutting out a lot of calories. So to keep your body going as far as caloric intake and so on, you want to increase the good fats. Right. And we do say good fats. You don't want to go out to a restaurant and get fried food because they use the junkiest fat that you've ever seen. It's bad for you. They do bad fat. So it's more about doing your nuts and your seeds. I mean, think about it. You know, if you look at the 
fat content of a nut, it's a lot. Yeah. So you, but that's what you want. You want avocado has a high fat content, but it's a really good for you Mm -hmm. fat. So you want to increase your fat from your vegetables. You want to increase your fat from your nuts and your seeds. Mm -hmm. And you want to cook with good oil, which when I say good oil, you can actually do olive oil if it's not at a high temperature. Right. You can do coconut oil, you can do walnut oil, avocado oil. Real butter. Yeah, real butter. Organic butter is better. People have been scared off of fat. And fat is not what's making people fat. It's the sugar that's spiking the insulin that's making you store fat. Exactly. And if you actually eat enough fat and you lower your sugar content, you start burning fat for fuel. So in that case, you do actually start losing weight. And we do see there's a lot of new research coming out. The saturated fat is not what's hard for the heart. And I really think if if you look at it, it's definitely over time, the insulin being spiked and the damage it does to the lining of the vessels, it's what's leading to the heart disease. And there's a lot of people out there right now that do a lot of research that's pointing in that direction. Right. That's exactly what they're talking about, because that's why the the diabetics have such a high. Right. Diabetics are known Mm -hmm. to have high heart disease. Mm -hmm. And that's why. And so, and even a lot of the new research is saying you don't even have to be diabetic for it to start that process. Pre-diabetes, you know, also does it. And we see so much of that. Um, 60 to 70% of everybody we check, and we are in the deep south, have pre-diabetes at least. Either diabetes or pre-diabetes. So we're seeing a huge amount of it. And it's because of the way, and people have that thing when you tell them to eat more fat, it freaks them out. Well, yeah, you know, because, well, if you think about it, you know, for they've the been past, told for, for so many years, for, for 40 years, 40 some years, they've been told that, you know, you have to have low fat, low fat, low fat. And now all of a sudden you're sitting here in front of us and we're saying, OK, you got to cut out all this garbage you're eating and, and we want you to increase in sugars and things. And we want to want you to increase your good fats. And they're like, huh? Or I get a question a lot of times, you know, and, and we explain it to them. What makes a fat good? Well, it's, it's a fat that your body can use and use properly. Right. Not hydrogenated. Not hydrogenated because that really makes Not up chemically the, altered. Right. You know, that's... Not that's genetically big, modified. Exactly. So, I mean, mm-hmm. you look, canola oil, those are all genetically modified. You got your cottonseed, soybean oil, most of it's genetically modified. Oh, um, corn yeah. oil. I mean, all that, you're starting to just see all that is genetically modified. It all has high amounts of chemicals, you know, yes. and there's no doubt that you start looking in the chemical glyphosate, which is in a lot of genetically modified foods. It's in pretty much all most of them um they've linked it with an increase in obesity and diabetes as well Well, because you know you know what you touched on something there i will explain why because people are going to say well how did that do it it messes up the the gut bacteria in other words the glyphosate actually damages the good bacteria in your gut and there's a lot of research come out in the past even a couple of years showing that the types of bacteria that you have in your gut will determine how you store fat right so all this that we've talked about points back to why insulin is bad now there are some supplements that we use to help with insulin resistant just because you take a supplement does not mean you can eat what you want no Um, (laughs) it's just another thing to help because some people are genetically more insulin resistant and so there are things and one of the big things we use is called berberine max it has berberine with some other ingredients that actually help with insulin resistant, but it definitely, it helps with weight loss. It helps with lowering lipids. Mm-hmm. It helps with lowering blood sugar. Mm-hmm. And so it is one of the things that definitely we've seen help insulin resistance. Back to the lady that had the high 88 point something, and we brought it down in three months. And now for the first time, she's losing weight. The only supplement that I gave her for blood sugar was our berberine max. Yeah. And it went from 88 
down to 5.8. Right. Now so, she can start losing weight. Right. And like I said, it's, so it's one of the things. Now, cinnamon definitely has that ability. No doubt. Chromium has that ability. Mm-hmm. We also have another product called GSF, which is glucose support formula. Mm-hmm. And when someone's severe, and once somebody hits that severe diabetes, we will use the two of those we'll together. Use we'll use those, both yeah. of them because they are really severely insulin resistant. Yeah. So the glucose support formula with the Berberine Max. Um, so there are things you can also take. Exercise also helps insulin resistance. Exercise does help, but that doesn't mean you have but to that be in the gym six days no, a week. No, it just means know. light exercise is still good. And again, doesn't mean that if you exercise, you can eat what you want. Because exactly. we have these marathon runners that come in that are insulin resistant. Exactly. We see and it all the time. they exercise like crazy. They're actually over-exercising, really. Yeah. And they still have a problem because they think they can eat all the carbs they want because of their exercise. Well, if you think about most of these you know, marathoners and so on, people that do a lot of running specifically, they carry little packets of basically glucose, glucose. with them, yeah. which is just, you know, my goodness, you're feeding the problem. And and I don't understand it because, you, you know, that's, that's, but that's the It's mentality. not good for you whether you exercise or no, not. No, it doesn't so, matter. again... There's not stuff you can do and still eat what you want. Mm-hmm. There's really nothing I've seen out there. There's not one thing that you can do whatever well, you eat, whatever you want, and be as healthy as possible. That and, will be that magic pill. Right. So I haven't seen it yet. And no. medicine doesn't have it either. No. Um, there is no drug that also do that does um, that. If it we did, have, it'd probably kill you. Right. We have some severe diabetics that come in that's already on four and five medications. And then, you know, and they... they add insulin on top of it and i check their insulin and say you really don't need more insulin it's really that you need to get less insulin resistant exactly and even those people that come in on all those medications they've done it for years their a1c is still 13 and we've had multiple amounts of those Mm -hmm. where within three months we can change them and they can actually be in the non-diabetic range right so there's things that you can do and that's kind of what we wanted to point to people never think about insulin as being what makes them gain weight and i'd say that is in the majority of the cases that we see it is an insulin problem. It is. You know, so hopefully, you know, folks have listened to this today and maybe got a little bit more insight into what you need to do. And if, yeah, and instance, if, and if you're one of those um, that you're not sure, we can do the lab work. We have yeah. a weight loss panel, $160. Mm-hmm. It checks a lot. It does, like we talked about, it does your insulin. It does your A1C. It does your triglycerides. It does your fasting sugar. So it does all that. Same time, it checks your liver, which a lot of times see, looks elevated in people that are insulin resistant because of the fatty liver that fatty it causes. Liver, right. So it checks the liver. It checks the kidneys. It checks your vitamin D because without vitamin D, you get more insulin resistance. They Correct. know that. Um, it checks B12. It checks, you know, it, it, it does thyroid. your immune system. It, it does, does, a, does four different tests on thyroid. It checks your adrenals mm-hmm. because your stress hormone. If you have high cortisol, cortisol makes your sugar high, and it makes you more insulin resistant as well if the cortisol is high. Exactly. So there's so many things that go together in this weight loss thing. It's not just one thing. So you want to do the lab work and see what all factors you have that are contributing to your problem. Yeah, and remember, there is no magic pill. You know, we get asked that question right. probably daily. I'm people come in and say, I don't want to change my diet. I just want you to give me something to take. I said, well, you ain't going to lose weight then. Now, I just tell them, you know, honestly. You're wasting your time. You, you know, honestly, I'm not going to say anything because there's nothing going to work. Yeah. And we are that straight up. I mean, I've told many of them that there's the door because I can't sell you anything. I'm, I can't take your money. It's not going to work. I'd be lying to you if I told you it would. It, I, I just can't do that. Not right. and sleep at night. So. We're pretty straight up and pretty honest with you, and you know, that's something we want you to understand, too. Uh, but I think we've got a pretty good little deal here today. Maybe, you know, you got some information that can maybe help you, if nothing else, just make you aware of some things and say, okay, let's kind of dig into this and find out why I'm having this weight problem or why am I insulin resistant. Maybe you didn't know. Let's find out. Do some lab work. Right. Okay. So for this little episode, 
think we're going to let it go. I'll let that sink in. Think about it a lot. Remember, you can always call us. Our number is, it's toll free. It's 800-824-0194. And we will call you back. So for now, we want you to live healthy and be healthy. So long. And thanks for listening to Live Healthy, Be Healthy with Drs. Jim and Janine Fox, a presentation of Doctors Nutrition. Please call our toll-free customer service number, 1-800-824-0194, for more information or with any questions you may have. Find out more online. Log on to DoctorsNutrition.com. Find the archive of shows and articles at DoctorsNutritionMedia.com. 